I cannot be caged. I cannot be controlled. Understand this as you die. Ever pathetic. Ever fools. John Arenicus. Welcome, humble adventurers, to my realm of knowledge and mystery. Here, in my cursed library, are endless tomes and scrolls on the darkest and evilest foes in all the realms. Be they from Dungeons and Dragons, Pathfinder, the many worlds of darkness, or any realm in between. Welcome to the Dastardly Decimal System. I'm your caretaker of the corrupt, the librarian, Caster Kane. With chaos taking hold in Baldur's Gate once again, we look at the horrors of the past that have assaulted the city. During our last pot of tea, we talked about the Shadows of Om Crisis and the two villains who orchestrated it. We looked at the vampire known as Bodhi, the Mistress of Thieves, but we cannot fully examine the crisis without first looking at her brother. Our second pot is ready. This time I brewed us some Valerian tea. It is a blend best known for helping with those who suffer from insomnia and nervousness and for those who have unregulated mood swings normally brought on by anger. This was an aid often used by a very emotional chaotic mage. Let me pour you a cup as we talk about the murderous archmage known as John Arenicus, the exiled mage. Ignore Vega. Vega is very eager anytime we talk about an evil mage. No, Vega, down, calm down, Vega. Okay, give me a second, I'm telling the story. John Arenicus was a strong, well-muscled man with a rather abnormal appearance. He was an elf transformed into a human. His once fine and lithe qualities had become harsh and troubled looking. Even his distinctive pointed ears had been removed. His head was now covered in a web of raised tattoos and his limbs were veiny and repulsive. He often wore leather slacks and a matched set of shoulder guards. He kept his muscular chest bare, the only coverings, a few leather straps that ran diagonal of his body. As a powerful wizard, his spell selection was vast. In combat, he favored only the strongest of spells. He would start first by arming himself with classic spells like mage armor and absolute immunity, before disabling his enemies with time stop and maze. Then, as heroes find themselves in a psychic maze, desperately running through their own mind in order to find an exit, he would strike with power word kill and horrid wilting, all during the original time stop. As time returned to normal, he would strike upon them with fireballs and meteor storms. Arenicus showed no mercy with his spells. If the tides turned so that combat was needed, Arenicus made sure that he was victorious and no one lived to tell the tale. John Arenicus was born an elf. At the time, he was known as Jonalith. He was a skilled and intelligent wizard. As a young mage, Jonalith showed great confidence in himself 
and was beloved by his people. He eventually rose to the rank of Archmage and was viewed as one of the strongest amongst his people. He was even favored by his queen, Elisime, and the two eventually became lovers. Throughout his life, he grew up with his adoptive sister Bodhi. While Arenicus was content with his station, his relationships, and his position within the elven culture, Bodhi was different. She always wanted more. She always felt like she deserved it. It was her insatiable nature that corrupted her brother. She fed on his self-confidence, whispering in his ear, until it evolved into hubris and a self-destructive hunger for power. Bodhi's words endlessly echoed in his mind, over and over. A man of his skill and his power deserved more. He deserved better. Worse still, his love became obsessive. He wasn't just lucky to be with the queen. He deserved to be in a relationship with a woman of that power. She belonged to him and him alone. But the queen had many suitors. She would choose the most powerful. Arenicus had to make sure that was only him. He needed more power. He deserved more power. And there was only one source for that. The Tree of Life. The Tree of Life was a colossal tree that grew in the middle of the Weldath Forest, the largest forest in all of Faerun. So massive was this tree that the entire city of Saldanasalar was built atop of its massive branches. The tree possessed great magic within its roots, arcane and divine essences so powerful that it was used to give rise to the elven pantheon of gods. The tree's magic shared a connection with all elves. It held their shared memories that each elf accessed during their daily trance. Arenicus wanted that power. Arenicus craved that power. Arenicus deserved that power. One night, under cover of darkness, he and Bodhi performed a dark ritual that attempted to merge his life force with the trees. The nefarious act affected the connection that all elves shared, and any elf that was in the middle of their trance suddenly died. Hundreds of elven lives ended in just one moment, gone forever. A collection of archmages interrupted the ritual before it could be completed, and the pair were promptly arrested. For their crimes, Queen Elisime bestowed upon the greatest punishment known to elvenkind. Arenicus and Bodhi were both ripped of their connection to the elven shared memories, and worse still, they were transformed into humans. With his elven heritage removed, Arenicus was relegated to a mere mortal life. He was stuck with what he called an accursed mind. The keen elven mind he was once used to was gone. In comparison, his thoughts were simply dull. He was still extremely intelligent, 
especially for a human. But the creativity he once had was gone. It was like he once lived in a world of vibrant colors, and suddenly now, everything was dull and gray. Arenicus became a cold and embittered man. He became overcome with obsession, resentment, and ultimately could focus on nothing but revenge. Arenicus was incapable of experiencing empathy, and in fact, became entirely emotionless. He tried to love, but found it difficult. His mind was still obsessed with the queen, with his queen. He did meet and marry a woman named Tanova, a noble-blooded woman born of Alm. But even his love for her was brought up in question. Did he marry her for love? Or simply did he marry her for the openings and privileges that came with her noble blood? Regardless, when she was murdered by an obsessive sorceress, Arenicus's possessive nature returned. He brutally slaughtered the sorceress named Sentiole, and then used dark magic to resurrect his wife to the land of the living, only this time as a vampire. Arenicus spent his days researching dark magic and performing horrific experimentations. He captured and tortured mortals, desperate to learn the secret of life and how to elongate his. He was stuck with a human body, and that meant a human lifespan. And that was just not enough time. Irenicus tried many different ways to elongate his life. He used corrupted forms of cloning to create malformed servants. These beings lived lives of pain, suffering, and madness. Each just sought death to end it all. Included among these were several clones of Queen Elisime. Then he tried to purchase the Sword of Chaos from a ballless priest, hoping the godly magic within the blade could extend his life, but with no success. He kidnapped an Asimar known as Kalar Argent, the Shining Lady. He hoped to use her divine blood in a ritual, but once again, it proved a failure. Her divine blood was not potent enough for his needs. That's when he realized he needed a divine spark. And that left only one option. Arenicus abducted the ball spawn known as Imoen and Abdel Adrian. He brought the siblings to the city of Athikala and locked them in his dungeon. Days became weeks as Arenicus performed endless tortures and horrific experiments on the duo. He was desperate to access their untapped power. He wanted their divine spark. In their years of various schemes, both Bodhi and Arenicus had come afoul of many organizations, both good and bad. The Shadow Thieves of Om were one of them. The thieves attacked the dungeon, during which the Ballspawn were able to escape. The pair made their way to the city's surface where they found Arenicus waiting for them. A fight broke out between the two as both Imoen and Arenicus called upon their magic. The battle was brought to an end when they were arrested by the cowled wizards and imprisoned in Spellhold Asylum.
Weeks passed as Abdel tried to find where his sister had been taken. His searching eventually brought him to the residence of the Magically Deviant, a prison for illegal or mad spellcasters. The prison was laced with magical protections to keep a caster locked away. However, they were not prepared for a caster of Irenicus's strength. Irenicus quickly broke out of his cell, but he was in no rush to leave. The Spellhold had access to tools that he did not. He started by slowly corrupting the Warden. He casted cantrip after cantrip, subtle spell after spell, until he had broken the Warden's mind and drove him mad. Then Irenicus took control of the prison. He continued his experiments on Emowyn, only stopping once he had successfully extracted the Divine Spark from within her and bestowed it upon Bodhi. As Abdel stormed the prison, desperate to free his sister, he came face to face with Arenkis, but he was suddenly betrayed. Yoshimo and Sayamon Haverian, both allies of Abdel, suddenly struck the hero down and drugged him. It was then that they revealed themselves as loyal to Arenkis. The exiled mage painfully extracted Abdel's spark and fused it with his own. John Arenicus was now a ball spawn. Arenicus locked Abdel in the prison and thought he was done with him. But heroes always have a way of causing trouble. Abdel started a prison riot and used that to free him and his sister. This forced Arenicus to expedite his plan. The wizard portaled to the Underdark and arrived in the drow city of Usnatha. There, he met with the matron mother, Ardul Stelspana. With an army of drow, his vampiric sister, and the help of a black dragon named Nizdramianeth, John Arenicus was going to storm the elven city and take the tree for himself. Yet the heroes interfered once more. Abdel traveled to the Underdark and caused so much infighting amongst their forces that the drow never arrived to give Arenicus aid. Worse still, Abdel slew Bodhi, the Mistress of Thieves. Despite being heartbroken over his sister's murder, Arenicus still attacked. He summoned legions of demons and devils to fight under his command. The Black Dragon assaulted the elves from above, striking with its acidic breath weapon as the fiends ran through the city, tearing each of the elves asunder. Arenicus kidnapped the Queen Eliseme and made her watch as he infected the Tree of Life with three magical parasites. They poisoned the tree and siphoned its magic away, feeding it directly into him. With each passing second, the exiled mage grew stronger. Abdel faced off against John atop the tree. The mage unleashed his full arsenal of spells upon the hero and Imoen returned in kind. The battle was long and fierce and resulted in the deaths of all involved. Arenicus and Abdel woke up to find themselves in the realm of Baal. Arenicus suddenly found himself filled with even more power. With the blessing of Abdel's divine spark, Arenicus found himself able to turn into the form of the Slayer, the Avatar of Baal. The battle resumed, yet despite his newfound power, the forces of good prevailed. Arenicus was defeated once more, erupting in a torrent of magical energy. 
Abdel was restored to life and his divine spark returned to him. Yet at the last second, when only a single breath remained on Irenicus's lips, the mist came for him. Deep in the Shadowfell lies the Domains of Dread. These are countless worlds controlled by unknown entities referred to as the Powers That Be. Here, in their pocket dimensions, they would punish those from across the multiverse. When the mist consumed John Arenicus and Bodhi, they were sent to a prison specifically designed for them. The siblings awoke in a dark mirror version of the city of Saldanlasinar. The city looked identical to their exiled home, but it was always night, and the populace was no longer elves. It was the sadistic Shatterkai. The siblings continued to fight for power in this nightmare city, but the moment that they were about to reach it, it was ripped from the grasp and they were left with nothing. Without any other option, the pair would continue their climb to power once more, forever trapped in an infinite loop. The path of Bodhi and John Arenicus was a dark one, filled with dark obsessions. The pair were unable to reconcile the desires in their heart with the riches that they had already found. They were never at peace. Ironically, the English language has within its vault the word Irenic, which means to find peace and reconciliation. An Irenicus would be someone aiming for said peace. I hope that John and Bodhi somehow find whatever semblance of peace that best suits them. And with that, adventurer, our second pot of tea has run dry. Thank you for joining Vega and I in our library. Feel free to return for more stories and lore about the darkest villains from the darkest realm. This has been the Dastardly Decimal System, and once again, I am your librarian. Caster Kane. The Dastly Decimal System can be found on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at DD System Podcast. That's Delta Delta System Podcast. We are also on TikTok if you enjoy a good D&D meme. And then again, who doesn't? Drop us a message and say hi. Vega always loves the attention. This podcast was produced by Midnight Reading Audio, a division of Midnight Reading Publishing. The voice of Caster Kane is Larry Gent. Hi. The voice of Vega the Cat was my cats, Zid and Vash. Music was Island of the Lost by Oblix from Pixabay, licensed under the Creative Commons. Thank you, and have a wonderful, wonderful evening. <laughs>